It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. A couple of uh, big performances this weekend. One of them by Will Smith, one of them by Joe Biden. I'm going to get into both of them. I'm going to get into both of them. Both of them had a uh, similar response from uh, critics and uh, a similar response from from people who saw it. A lot of times, you know, my wife and I have been married for 24 years now and, and, uh, you know, very happy to to say that. But occasionally that, uh, you know, we shake hands and we part and uh, she'll go downstairs into the basement uh, area and watch television and I'll watch television upstairs. Sometimes we do this when I snore. She'll say, hey, would you mind going to the guest bedroom and trying to sleep? I'm like, hey, no problem, honey. I completely get it. But last night, she was like, well, let's watch the Oscars. And I was like, I don't want to watch the Oscars. I don't care about the Oscars. It's just a bunch of insufferable people, and they're going to end up talking about a bunch of movies I haven't seen. And this year's been really weird because I have not been to the movie theater probably since uh, three years ago. I've not been to the movie theater. And this is the first time that I've ever uh, considered even watching the Oscars where I'd never been to a movie. But I did accidentally see two of the movies that were in the uh, contention this year. I didn't even know that they were in the contention because they, they weren't uh, they weren't in the, on the big screen. I don't think they were ever the big screen. But I watched accidentally Nightmare Alley, which was just a snooze fest i mean it was like if you took one of those remember those of uh, those uh you know like uh if you took uh, twilight zone tv show you know in color and you made it into a two hour long movie that just crawled then that would be that movie and the other one was don't look up which was uh, a satire and it was technically they're trying to make a point about the end of the world but it ended up making fun of the left and their overreaction in pop culture and i thought it was funny as hell i thought that one was really funny but i didn't think either one of them were Oscar nominated for best picture movie. I was like, really? So anyway, <laughs> that happened last night. I go to sleep and I wake up to this morning and I hear this happened when Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith and her uh, and her uh, what is it alopecia? Is alopecia? She she lost her hair because she's got the same thing that uh, Ayanna Presley has. Jada, I love you. GI Jane too. Can't wait to see it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That was a nice one. Okay. And so, you know, uh, uh, Will Smith's kind of joke, kind of sitting there laughing about that, and all of a sudden he decides to get up. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. I will tell you, I, I did some uh, tape analysis this morning, and uh, nobody else has caught this. This is right after. You'll hear, actually, the hitting of... Chris Rock's face, and then Will Smith. Listen to this. Welcome to Earth. Yeah, I said, Welcome to Earth. Did you did you hear it? Here, let's hear it again. Welcome to Earth. There you go. That was uh, that was uh, Will Smith saying Welcome to Earth right after he uh, punched uh, Chris Rock in the face. And then, of course, you know you got to, you got Joe Biden delivering a verbal smack to Vladimir Putin that was uh, kind of pointless. You know, both act like nothing happened afterwards. You know, Joe Biden's like, no, no, I didn't say I was calling for regime change. What are you talking about? What, gosh, dirty, get, get you, whippersnappers. Uh, you know, so there are a lot of similarities between uh, Hollywood and Washington, D.C., and I think they, uh, they are going to come together. They are in, going to intermingle for what many might consider to be an epic show that, who knows, this could end up being an award winner. I just don't have anybody here to smack. 
I've got a dog, I guess. I get one of the dogs. I'm really into smacking my dogs or anything. But uh, you know, this is the kind of stuff that uh, this is the kind of stuff that happens. Donald Trump's speech over the weekend, which I will cover. It was on Newsmax television. If you missed it, there were some big moments there as well. No hitting involved. This is kind of like the perfect alignment of the stars because I have actually a copy of President Doofy, as I refer to our president, uh, singing his version of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which, of course, originally starred uh, Will Smith. Well, I was born and raised in Scranton, PA. Lifeguard by the pools where I spent my days. Till a dude named Corn Pop, who wasn't that cool, started making trouble at the swimming pool. So I took a chain, wrapped it around my legs. They're hairier than my other legs. Not, not my, but black kids would touch them. Come on, man. Then I got on a train and moved to D.C. Chirac Jabrama gave a job to me. I shuffled around and sucked fingertips. Made a big speech, kissed the boy on the lips. What are you looking at? I wrote the damn bill. I hold the ladies tight and sniff all their hairs. First person American to fall up the stairs. Ran for president. I was a winner. Winner was me. Now I sit at my desk as a president. Not, not president. You know the thing. Come on. Get your face out of your ears. That is uh, Kyle Dunnigan. He is a, a brilliant comedian. Uh, let's go to Mike in Woodbine. Hello there, Mike. Your thoughts, my friend. Hey, Rob. I saw what was uh, going on in the Oscars last night, and I was um, kind of thinking maybe this is the first time that liberal so-called elite uh, actually cared about black on black crime. That is spectacular. Mike, bravo, bravo. We're already, what, six minutes into the show and you've got the line of the day. I got a bunch of other stuff to get to, like uh, like Joe Biden in Poland saying this about uh, Vladimir Putin. I thought when I saw the quote in in, uh, in writing and I saw I saw this, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. I thought this was a Republican talking about Joe Biden. And if that were the case, uh, they'd be speaking the truth. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Okay, now, he's saying that this was not a call for a regime change in uh, in Russia, but I'd say uh, there's no doubt this was a call for regime change in Russia. Now, you remember when he did the State of the Union, he said, uh, he said, now go get him. And and a lot of people thought that, you know, there were a variety of reasons for doing that. I thought that the reason being was at the very end of the script, it said, and there was maybe a note to Secret Service after he finished talking, go get him. So he won't walk off the stage or he won't, you know, go whatever. And, and so I thought that maybe there was a note on the... Uh, the bottom of the the teleprompter that said that, and uh, and maybe there was a note on the bottom of the teleprompter from somebody you know who maybe uh, has seen Joe Biden the last fifteen months as the president and just wrote this on the bottom of the script uh, after the uh, speech was over. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. Yeah, so maybe somebody running the teleprompter just typed that in by accident, saying you know maybe he thought he was writing on social media. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. About Joe Biden, I'd find that to be a little bit more um, more believable <laughs> to be to be quite to be quite honest. But uh, here he is once again saying something stupid off the cuff. He uh, he mentioned that uh, you know he wouldn't be afraid to. There might be a, situ- a scenario where we would respond to a chemical weapons attack. He said there might be a a, a place where we uh, do a first strike nuclear strike against Russia. You know all of this during the. Uh, this uh, meeting in uh, Poland, and he and delivered this. He was trying to, what he was trying to do, he wanted to be like Walenza. He wanted to be Pope John Paul. 
You know, he wanted to be Ronald Reagan, and he ended up looking like a doofus, like a complete and utter moron, uh, which is not hard for him to do because he's been that his entire career, and now he has a severe cognitive decline going on in his brain, going on in his brain there. So uh, I've got uh, some reaction from that. Also, Jen Psaki steps in it with regard to that uh, comment and said, basically, uh, well, Joe Biden's in office. What did you expect? Here's Jen Psaki accidentally mentioning that uh, there's one thing in common with regard to uh, Vladimir Putin invading Ukraine, and it's Joe Biden in office. You know, I was at the State Department. The president was the vice president the last time Russia invaded Ukraine. This is a pattern of horror. From <laughs> Are you talking about Vladimir Putin being in office or Joe Biden being in office? Let's hear that again. I was at the State Department. The president was the vice president the last time Russia invaded Ukraine. This is a pattern of horror from this president, from President Putin and from the cronies around him. Yes, it is a pattern of horror that Joe Biden remains in office. That's the real horror there. Here's a Dana Bash with her show on CNN uh, opening the show yesterday morning. Hello, I'm Dana Bash in Washington, where the state of our union is wondering if President Biden meant what he said. You're watching a special two-hour edition. And this is different. How? ...of State of the Union. The president is back in Washington this morning after a major trip to Europe to meet with allies. He delivered a speech yesterday in Poland, harshly condemning Russian President Vladimir Putin and describing the war as a battle between, quote, democracy and autocracy. But it's this ad-libbed line at the end of his speech that's raising eyebrows around the world. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. You know, towards the end of his speech, he gets a little uh, he gets a little tripped up on his words. Have you, have you noticed that, Joe Biden? He gets a little tripped up on his words, like when he, at the end of the State of the Union, he said, uh, now go get him, go get him. Made no sense at all, and that's why I call him president. Instead of da- Doofy, it should be Daffy. Thank you. Go get him. <laughs> all right. Joining us on the uh, on the Newsmax Hotline, AG of uh, the great state of Texas, Ken Paxton on the line. Hello, sir, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How are you doing today? You know what? I couldn't be doing better. Thanks for having me on. The uh, governor is now uh, be, has begun reconstruction of the wall. Have you heard much about that? What's going on with the state of Texas as far as illegal border crossings are concerned? Look, we're trying to do everything we can. We have a federal government that's just, it's not just that they're not helping us. They're, they're, they're opposed to doing what's right by federal law and right by the people of this country. So not only is the governor putting resources, the legislature putting resources kind of building a wall, but we have literally hundreds, if not thousands, of law enforcement officers down there trying to help along with the National Guard. So it's, it's an all-out effort on our part, but certainly it would be nice if the, if the federal government doesn't want to help us, at least get out of our way and let us do it. You know, it's, uh, I like to use the uh, expression uh, suffering indignities upon the American people. Joe Biden suffers indignities on the American people all the time. He did that with uh, making us uh, energy dependent once again. He did that by eliminating the Keystone XL pipeline. He did that by withdrawing from Afghanistan in a very haphazard way that ended up costing American lives. Uh, and, and he's doing it with the southern border. And I heard actually over the weekend that literally the Border Patrol was asking people to volunteer because of what is coming. There's a massive wave of people coming across the southern border and they have the audacity to ask people to help your thoughts on that well look it's it's ridiculous and and it's sad that this is what the federal government is 
doing. They are actually inviting these people. It's clear to the world that if you want to come here, it doesn't matter what your background, it doesn't matter if you've come from a terrorist country, it doesn't matter if you've got criminal background, the Biden administration is inviting you. So this idea that somehow volunteerism, all that's going to do really is, is help them process people faster. That's all we're looking at here, logistics. They're not trying to stop people from coming in. They're just trying to move them in faster. Mr. Attorney General, uh, you are closer to this, and we never see how illegal immigration, I mean, it's impacting the country, but it is impacting the people of Texas, the people who live near the border, the people who are, you know, in the state, different municipalities are being overrun by illegals coming across the border. What are you hearing people screaming from the top of their lungs in the state of Texas as far as what illegal immigration is doing for the state and the country? Yeah, look, it, it's it's unbelievable what, what's happening to people in this country, especially people on the border. They are having to, you know, move out of their homes. They're, they're afraid if they're staying. They're being affected by um, being affected by drugs. They're being their jobs are being affected. The, the, the cost, the social cost, the economic cost are hard to measure. But I know it's bad. I would think that to um, allow the breach of our sovereign border would be an impeachable offense. Uh, as a legal scholar, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind that this president has crossed the line. He's supposed to implement the Constitution instead. He looks at federal law and says, I don't have to do this. I'm not going to do it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do just the opposite. I'm not accountable to what's in law, and I'm not accountable to the people. I, I can get away with this because Congress is not going to impeach me, so I'm just going to do what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, uh, to mention also the president of the United States went to Poland this weekend, and I think that what he, he thought he would be able to do is to deliver a speech that would be considered, I guess, some sort of a statement like Ronald Reagan at the at the Berlin Wall, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall moment, uh, or, or something historical like that. But I had heard from a listener earlier that said, you know, words are easy, it's actions that matter. Joe Biden thought he could be maybe Lech Walesa or, you know, Ronald Reagan or Margaret Thatcher, but he ended up looking like a buffoon because there's nothing behind it. What did you have to say about uh, Joe Biden's visit to, uh, to Poland over the weekend and then also uh, his response to what's happening with Russia and Ukraine? Well, to come across the way he wanted to come across, you have to have a good purpose in mind. Yeah. He doesn't have that. He's not, he's not out there to protect the American people. And he's not out to do the right thing. And so you can say whatever word you want. It really does matter what you do. And in this case, it, he doesn't have the right motivation. He's not trying to benefit the American people. He's trying to look good. He's trying to get reelected. But he's not trying to do what's right for this country. Did you uh, get the chance to check um, uh, Donald Trump's speech over the weekend? He was in Georgia. He delivered a pretty uh, interesting speech. And the big line of the night was him uh, hinting at the possibility of being president in 2024. Well, and and pretty I, sure, I'm pretty sure he's running. I've talked to him well, yeah. several times in the last couple months. And I would bet anything he's running. And look, I, compared to what we've got... I mean, he's got a lot to highlight. Compare, compare his record to Joe Biden's record, and everything plays the right way for President Trump. i got to tell you, uh, Mr. Attorney General, when you look at what Donald Trump has to gain versus what he has to lose uh, by running for office again, I don't see anything in the win column other than he wants to save the country. And I really, really believe that. He lost a billion dollars of his own worth, in the first term, he was impeached twice. He took this 
unbelievable pummeling every single day before he got into office, when he was in office. And all I can say is this isn't just about history. It's it, it really is, and I believe in his heart, he's here to to save the country, and he has the best interests of those who are truly patriotic in this country at heart. What do you think? Well, look, I couldn't agree with you more. I didn't know Donald Trump when he ran for president the first time. I got to know yep. him pretty well during the last four years. And he's completely motivated by saving the country, but doing the right thing. Nobody does any of their – nobody does the job perfectly. It's impossible. But I would say this. He's got the right motivation. He's, he was very good at getting things done, better than any president I've ever seen. And, you know, I'm a huge Ronald Reagan fan. He's still one of the most amazing presidents in our history. Sure. No one got done more in four years, got more good things done for the American people. And so I have a lot of confidence in him, and uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to win and he's going to be successful in his second term as president. When he was running, I he was an interesting thought as a president. And I thought, man, if he ever gets to be president, the State of the Union is never going to be the same. Uh, that's kind of what I thought. And, and I had different choices for who I would like to have seen president fall one after the other. Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio. Now I realize the folly of both of those choices. And I realize what uh, what Donald Trump is all about. So as far as, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, you re- you're a Trump supporter because you're a sycophantic follower of Donald Trump. No, it's about what he believed in, what he got accomplished, and how he gave the media and Democrats what for rather than just laying back and taking it. Uh, I want to ask you this. We all know that. Do you have a thought on that before I move on? No, I agree with you. I okay. literally, I was much, I was much like you. I, I was yeah. not necessarily a huge Donald Trump fan when he ran initially. I, I thought he was kind of, I thought he'd be a liberal Democrat like. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just didn't have yeah. confidence from from him coming from New York and his background. But look, I was wrong, and he, <laughs> yeah. I, I figured that out pretty darn quick. In the first six months, I could see how he was directing, and I, I was impressed and became a fan uh, of what he was doing because I knew that he cared about the American people, and that is so rare today. We're talking to uh, AG of the state of Texas, Ken Paxton, uh, running for re-election. Uh, one other thing I want to mention. We now know, and we always knew, that Hunter Biden's laptop was for real. The New York Times finally admitted, uh, which also is tantamount to admitting that Joe Biden and the Biden family are profoundly corrupt, that Joe Biden is compromised. You as a legal mind, what are your thoughts right now with what's going to happen? A lot of people are saying indictment is on the way. A lot of people are also saying that Joe Biden will pardon his son. What do you think? Look, I, I until I see it, I'm not confident in, in the federal government's ability to prosecute people that have actually committed crimes. We watch Hillary get away with it. They tend to be more political than they are focused on what's right as far as it relates to federal law. So until I see them actually do something, they've let it go this far for, for years and years, and they've let Hillary go for years and years. And until I see them actually prosecute based on the law, I, I don't have a lot of confidence in what I've seen. Now, you've got a uh, primary coming up May the 24th. How's the how's the race going in Texas, by the way? Good. We're in a runoff. I, uh, I got 43% of the vote. Yep. My opponent yep. got 22. So, you know, I need a few more votes because you got to get 50% plus one, and I'm pretty yep. confident we're going to be there. Well, I wish you the very best. It's uh, great to have you on once again. Where can people find you online and possibly support your campaign, my friend? Hey, thank you. KenPaxton.com and then at KenPaxtonTX for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Great to have you on. Thanks for your thoughts this morning, and best of luck. We'll have you on again before the, uh, the runoff, okay? Hey, thanks a lot. Have a great day. 
Hey guys, it's Carson for Gold Co. I don't think I need to explain that we are in some very difficult times right now with Joe Biden as the president. Inflation and interest rates are Biden's only way out of our $28 trillion federal debt. So if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k or savings, your money is at risk. All right, learn more about the IRS loophole that thousands of Americans are using to protect their retirement. This is important. Call 855-735-3740. 855-735-3740 to get your free IRS loophole kit. That's right, 855-735-3740. And my friends at Gold Co. will give you up to 10% in free silver with a qualified account. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation, taxes, interest rates, bad presidents. Yeah, I said that out loud. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? 855-735-3740. Call now. Donald Trump had a rally in Georgia. It was covered by Newsmax Live. We, of course, we had gigantic ratings. I do a TV show for Newsmax called uh, Rob Carson's What in the World? And uh, you can check out the archive of my show at NewsmaxTV.com. But this is the, this is the big line of the night. If you think that all of the uh, the uh, Democrats uh, party, the, the mainstream media, big social media, whizzing on Donald Trump, constantly berating him, constantly saying, lying about uh, the, the 2020 election, they, they say, oh yeah, the conspiracy theory, it wasn't stolen. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, January 6th and the, uh, you know, Russia collusion, which all was proven to be a lie, thank you very much, the COVID, all that. Uh, here is uh, Donald Trump last night to the crowd who you'd think it might be beaten down by all of the, the uh, nonsense that's been fed to them by the big mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party. And this is what happened. The truth is, I ran twice, I won twice, and I did much better the second time. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. And now we just may have to do it again. Oh my God, the left's heads exploded. Let's do it again and make them really explode. And now we just may have to do it again. And the only thing that could make it even worse, the only thing that could happen that would be even worse to suggest is what Matt Gates said last night when he went up in front of the crowd and he delivered this line, which would be the worst nightmare for any Democrat, any liberal in this country. I swear to God, they'd get into the state of California, they'd try to row it off of the continental United States, and I wish they would. There is no greater country than America. There is no greater president than Donald J. Trump. And if you don't mind me saying so, there is not a better member of Congress than Marjorie Taylor Greene. Give us the ability to fire Nancy Pelosi, take back the majority, impeach Joe Biden, and I'm going to nominate Donald Trump for Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. Whoa! Whoa! What? 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 <laughs> and then uh, Trump comes to the he comes to the podium. He's like, "Well, I." I didn't expect that, and I really don't think he did. I think that uh, you know, I think that Matt Gates was a little uh, you know worked up, fired up, and all that stuff, and, and said the quiet part out loud, uh, which is you know, and I know as well as you do, 
That's what everybody's fantasizing about, thinking about, you know, uh, Donald Trump becoming the Speaker of the House. I, I get that. And then, move, then you know, becoming the President of the United States. I get it. I get it. Do I think that's the way to do it? No. No, no, no. I mean, it's nice to think about it. I, I, you know, it'd be nice to have that scenario. I think we're going to have to wait for him to be the presidential candidate. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I would listen. I would love Donald Trump because he had the election stolen from him. Yeah, I said it. I'm not afraid to say that because I've done my research. And because every time we've been told something that we believe as conservatives is misinformation or disinformation, it's been proven wrong. And you've been proven right. And this is the latest iteration. Because you can't trust the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party. Whenever they say misinformation or disinformation, they know you know something that is right. You know, I, I mentioned that uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats, they, um, they have no problem with suffering indignities upon you. And they do it. It's a very passive-aggressive kind of way of, uh, of treating people. They uh, pulled us out of Afghanistan without really... Uh, saying anything to the military or giving anyone a heads up, and, and consequently 70% of uh, military members active duty and retired were humiliated by it. Uh, they, they shut down the Keystone XL pipeline. They made us energy dependent again, uh, all part of their New Deal nonsense. And it was a way to, uh, again, kind of um, humiliate you and me, put us in our place to some degree, make us poorer, et cetera, et cetera. And Joe Biden made a ridiculous, uh, ridiculous uh, comparison between the Ukrainian refugee crisis going into Poland and the, the southern border crisis in the United States, uh, which he has suffered upon the American people. He has uh, breached our border. He has welcomed them in. This is purely political. It's about creating a permanent underclass of, uh, of Democrat voters getting people on the dole, keeping people on the dole. Uh, it is ridiculous. It's, it's, fundam it's meant to fundamentally change the country, which means they hate the country at its foundation. But, uh, but here is Joe Biden, and he knows what he's saying. He knows what this means to the average American. He knows what a slap in the face this is and what a, a piss-poor comparison it is. The fact that you have so many, so many Ukrainians seeking refuge in, the, in this, in this uh, country of Poland, we understand that because we have in our southern border thousands of people a day, literally, not figuratively, trying to get into the United States. Now, he knows that this comparison is uh, awful and stupid and ridiculous when you've got Russia bombing the snot out of people, killing people wholesale by the thousands, bombing residential neighborhoods and fleeing into Poland for their own lives. He knows the difference. And honestly, he's just being a D-word for Richard. There are sometimes that word is apropos, and we have a D word for Richard in the uh, in the White House right now. He is a a d, d d d word for Richard. He knows it. He loves it. He's rubbing your nose in it.
Here is a CNN with a breathless report about the crisis at the border, which has been caused by, are you ready, kids, a Biden policy. New this morning, U.S. officials are scrambling to prepare for a record-breaking surge of migrants attempting to cross the U.S.-Mexico border this spring. In a CNN exclusive interview, the chief of Border Patrol says he is bracing for a staggering 8,000 apprehensions. Well, then why don't you do something about it, jerkweed? Today, CNN's Priscilla Alvarez joins me now on this story. That is a huge number. It's not just a big number, but the Border Patrol chief, Raul Ortiz, told me that that is the norm that he is expecting over the next 30 to 45 days. So there's a couple reasons. Stay in Mexico, canceled by Joe Biden. Reasons why the concern is right now. Number one, typically border arrests go up in the warmer months, and we're heading into the spring. So why did they go up this uh, winter in the, uh, in the winter months? Why did the numbers go up over the winter? Oh, yeah, policy. We're already starting to see that happen. Number two, we are waiting for a decision on a Trump-era pandemic emergency rule. What that rule did was allow authorities to turn people away at the border. But the Biden administration is not doing that. We are waiting next week for a CDC decision whether that stays in effect. If it doesn't, that means we go back to the traditional protocols. They were letting people across the border without uh, testing for COVID, without a vaccination, proof of vaccination. Meanwhile, they make your kid wear a stinking mask. And in some cities, you had to show a COVID passport to go out to dinner. Which would be releasing migrants, sometimes monitoring them when that happens, detaining them or removing them if they don't have an asylum claim. But that takes processing. That takes time. And so what the border... Nonsense. Nonsense. The Biden administration is suffering this uh, upon the American people. They're doing it intentionally, and they don't give a rat's behind about the cost, whether it be financial, whether that be to voting, whether that be to the safety and security of the American people. None of that matters. It's another indignity. And I don't know about you. I'm getting a little sick of them. I'm getting a little sick of them. Kind of like, I'm getting a little sick, you know, like maybe maybe uh, Will Smith sitting there last night in the audience. I'm getting a little sick of that little mouthy, mouthy little man named Chris Rock. I think I might just go up and give him a smack. 12% of 1,000 Americans polled have a great deal of confidence in President Joe Biden's ability to manage the crisis caused by the escalating war between Ukraine and Russia. Let me say it again. 12%. Of Americans polled have a great deal of confidence in President Joe Biden's ability to manage the crisis caused by the escalating war between the Ukraine and Russia. I personally feel President Doofy could uh, stumble us into a nuclear conflict, to be quite honest. He said, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power, which I've said about Joe Biden, because I think Biden could be equally as destructive. His statement was greeted with dismay by Richard Haas, the head of the elite council on foreign affairs. He said the comments by the POTUS, podunk POTUS, made a difficult situation more difficult and a dangerous situation more dangerous. That is obvious. Uh, Less obvious is how to undo the damage, but I suggest his chief aides reach their counterparts and make clear U.S. prepared to deal with this Russian government. Highly trusted Democratic pollster reveals that the Biden's approval uh, number has completely crashed. Pollster, who is known for the goal as the gold standard for Democrats, who is also highly trusted as historically being very accurate, has delivered more bad news for the party's current standard bearer, Joe Biden, and Seltzer, Seltzer, who conducts this the well-known Iowa poll in conjunction with Iowa's Grinnell College, been there, has found that uh, Biden's approval rating has crashed to just thirty. 4% 
nationwide, while a substantial majority of Americans also believe the U.S. economy is cratering. And you know what? Uh, They'd be right. Yeah. Nearly 6 out of 10 Americans believe the economy will get worse in the next 12 months, the highest number recorded in the history of the poll. Why? Because everything that Joe Biden's doing is wrong. He has the reverse Midas touch. Everything that's gold, he turns to crap. He did that with the border. Crap touch. 34% of respondents gave Biden a passing grade. 54% did not. 14% said they were unsure. They're unsure. Here's Chuck Todd yesterday on NBC, a reliable sycophant, uh, talking about the worst poll yet in uh, Biden's presidency. By a fairly large 71 to 28 percent margin, Americans say they do not have a lot of confidence in President Biden's ability to respond to this war. 57 percent say we are already at war with Russia or will be within a year, a very pessimistic view. 34% disagree. What's more, 68% would prefer Mr. Biden make the economy his top priority, compared with just 29% who want him to focus on ending this war. Overall, President Biden's job approval stands at just 40%, with 55% disapproving. This is his worst showing yet in our poll since he became president. And it's all a reflection of the fact that he is a lifelong bureaucrat with no real world experience. He has no connection to the American people whatsoever. Did you see him eat pizza with the troops? Did you see the troops looking at him? Like, get this jerk out of here. This is a, this is a report about average Americans dealing with Joe Biden's economy. It's a regular quarantine tea on the side. It's been a double whammy for the tin kitchen and its two trucks. Travel fee with something that we're charging. Guy who owns a couple food trucks. You can imagine how tough that is right now. Now because, which is not something we used to charge. Tara. A travel fee is what they're charging. Business for a dozen years. Michael Terrell says he's never seen anything like this. It just sucks. It just sucks. Saving money by limiting where they go. I like that as a campaign slogan. Joe Biden. It just sucks. Oh, and what they serve. We reduce our menu for sure. Uh, We're making sure that the spots that we're going to are either nearby or it's going to be worth our trip out there. (laughs) Permanently parking is not an option for these food truckers, but they do hope help in any form shows up. I have to just be strong and just, you know, fight through it. But I do wish that someone would just, you know, put their foot down and be like, okay, hey, these guys were killing it during the pandemic. Let's do something about it. Let's keep them going. Let's, you know, help them out a little bit. Oh, they're going to offer uh, uh, gift cards for gas in California, a little bit of money back in the states like that. So gas prices in North Carolina have ticked down just a little bit. I asked each one of these food truck owners, Brianna, what would help them the most if gas went back down or food? Unanimously, the answer was food, saying that they simply just cannot keep up with inflation here. Well, and the reason why the food's going up in price is because, I don't know, maybe petroleum's gone through the ceiling because we're no longer energy independent. There is that. There is that. Thanks for listening today. Please share with others. Make sure to check out my show on Newsmax, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World. If you go to NewsmaxTV.com, you can see the archive if you missed last week's episode. In the meantime, God bless you. God bless our military. God bless our police. Remember Ashley Babbitt, and above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.